Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. To tell us more about it, we're joined by Dr. Ansborough. Good morning, Eamon. How are you? Yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, great. what a beautiful sunny day outside. Oh, that must be great for somebody who has, uh, you know, the, enough things pointed at the sky that you want to see a break in the clouds. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sauce astronomers, that is our treasure to have clear skies. Okay, so tell us about the Kingsland Observatory, where it is and how long it's been going and how it's set up. Yeah, Kingsland Observatory was specifically located in a non polluted light uh, area. It's in uh, about six miles uh, south of Boyle in North County Roscommon, Mm. uh, near probably a tourist spot that some people would know about, which is a lock key. Yes, I know, Lockheed. And isn't that a general area, a dark skies area, as they're sometimes called? Uh, indeed it is, yes. And in fact, um, when it was established in the year 2000, but unfortunately in the last few years, there's a l- little bit more light pollution around, mm. uh, which has affected uh, what we're doing. So uh, we've actually relocated some of the telescopes to Spain. Uh, we have a a lease on top of a mountain in Spain and we're set up three of the telescopes there already. So tell us about the amount of cameras and telescopes you have pointing at the sky in Kingsland. One of the things I've been particularly interested in um, certainly came out through the 90s uh, was the uh, light ball activity specifically in the Lock Key area. So set up instrumentation regarding that, all sky camera systems made up of 11 cameras, two tracking platforms and we were able to get uh, uh, data uh, over the, the last two decades of forms of light, cylindrical-type sort of uh, structures and so forth. Right, so hang on. So let's talk about these light structures. So, I mean, are, are we dealing with, the, you know, using the term correctly, are we dealing with UFOs? Uh, well, if you want the, that definition, UFOs, nothing to do with aliens or anything like mm, that. Mm. It's, it's something in our atmosphere that we're trying to understand. I, I'm not the only one that's been doing this in the last, uh, uh, well, certainly in the last uh, four or five years. Yeah, so it is taken really serious. Even the U.S. government now has taken uh, this whole area, what's called what they call now UAP, you know, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Uh, ah, the old term used to be, the old term everybody knows about was UFOs you know yep. for the last 70 years that is probably you know. a better way of describing it though I suppose because you know it, it may or may not be flying as it were it is in the air alright but uh, yeah it mightn't actually be flying it might just be doing something completely different in well, terms of its, fi- yeah, its physics yeah well, that's right yeah, that, you're, you're absolutely right, because um, it, uh, in all the stuff we've been doing, and, uh, you know, we've dealt with other uh, in, uh, groups as well, uh, there seems to be a completely new phenomena that we've discovered now where it has a different space-time to our space-time. Wow. You know, so when, pe- when people say, and I've often been asked this over the many years, you know, well, how come there's no, you know, sharp images of these things? Well... Actually, you have something incredible has happened. It seems that we've discovered a new space-time situation within the object when it's uh, projecting its light. So that means you get a very fuzzy image, like the you know the, the whole time dilation is different, uh, right. the, the space it's in and so forth. That's why we, everybody gets fuzzy images. In terms of what these phenomena might actually be, how long do you think it will take until we better understand them? Well, uh, so it's been really unfortunate for the last uh, 70 or 80 years. There's been no attempt 
by any of the institutions around the world to actually fund this type of thing until very recently, in the last two or three years. And what's changed um, then? Well, what the big change is, is that uh, there's been big concern in the US government with the military that they're encountering all these type of objects uh, for many years now. All right, so and, hang on. So, uh, so are it, rather than just being phenomena that are observed moving perhaps in a strange way or us not being able to identify what they are, we're actually seeing an increase in, in activity of these phenomena around military scenarios. Yes, that's right. Right. Uh, it seems to have uh, increased uh, quite significantly now. Is there a uh, chance, uh, sorry to interrupt Dr. Raymond, but is there a chance that perhaps these areas of the skies are more examined and more observed and therefore it seems like they're they're happening more frequently there, but they could be happening in places where we're not observing them? Well, what's interesting about this is that the military has, well, I mean, the US government hasn't come out with this yet, but mm. I think they should do sometime. And others, there is definitely an intelligence behind it. And, uh, you know, so you, you can't come to any conclusions, of course, on that. And they've completely ruled out the Russians and Chinese or any other country that's doing this. Uh, so you're actually left with this other, so to speak. And it's all in the documentation that just came out there last year. And now they've set up an office. And, uh, yeah, it's taken really serious now, this whole this whole situation. And then talk to us about Ireland then. If, if you reckon there have been maybe 40 sightings of these phenomena over Ireland in the last two decades or so, I mean, what about us? Have we any sites of particular value, do you think, or are we going to be our neutral selves and find ourselves left alone by yeah. these phenomena? Yeah, well, the 40 uh, UFO, as we call them, detections were done here actually at Kingsland. Uh, that's over the last, uh, what, 21 years. But indeed, there are other places in Ireland. Uh, on the borders of Cork and Kerry uh, is uh, quite an area for uh, UFO activity. Along the Ballin Valley, this is on right on the border. And uh, interesting enough, and maybe no surprise, that in November 2018, uh, there was a number of aircraft uh, in the early morning hours off the coast of Kerry, that is, which uh, identified this fleet of UFOs. And, they, uh, and there is a, a whole recorded interaction with air traffic control in Shannon regarding this. But there was four aircraft that m this was multiply seen. And this went viral, went all over the world. To those people who are listening today who are utterly sceptical uh, about these things, I mean, what do you say to those people? Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, anything is sceptical. I was totally sceptical about all of this. It was only that I was told by another guy way, way back, uh, one of the directors of an institute, uh, Eamon, you, you, you have such a background in meteorology and astronomy and astro atmospheric. Here, here's a possible approach you could look into. And indeed I did. But I, was, I had no idea what I was going into. And then finding, oh my God, I'm getting data which doesn't fit the normal meteorological or astronomical side of things. So it may be a completely new form of physics, that we've discovered, um, you know, it's rather like sprites. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, it's a form of lightning that was only discovered back in the late 1980s, as late as that, and that was due to technology. Similarly, what we're doing now, we're detecting these things, but we didn't have the technology at the time. Dr. Eamon Ansborough, the astronomer at uh, Kingsland Observatory, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, you're welcome, Dave. Take care, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9am. Today.